0: And welcome to the Authentic Connection podcast by Honeypot. My name is Laura and I'll be your host. Each week, a special guest and I will dive deep into authentic connection, unraveling what this means for us and how to find it with ourselves, each other, and the environment. These raw conversations are packed with knowledge, wisdom, and inspiration relatable for all human beings journeying through life. The universe has brought you to this podcast for a reason. Let's jump in and journey together. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Authentic Connection podcast. This is episode eight. can't believe we're already on number eight and today we have the lovely Nikki Rolston. Nikki is a yoga teacher in Auckland or a yoga educator as she calls herself. She teaches but also does a lot of teacher training and educating around yoga. I did my teacher training with Nikki and her style of yoga, I think, is incredible, particularly for rebalancing our bodies from the general issues that we get in this modern day. think shoulders hunched over a computer all day, sitting in a car all day. Her yoga is literally designed to counterbalance those common common injuries and ailments. We do talk a lot about yoga. We talk about getting still with yourself. We talk about her relationship with her daughter. We talk about, yeah, an online yoga practice, but also the value of a physical yoga studio, how to find authentic connection with others, and so much more. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Nikki Ralston. Hi, again, Nikki. Hello. It's um, lovely to have you here, and thanks uh, once again for your time. We have actually tried this once before, and it was a horrific raining storm, and it just the the audio was. Was not good, so we're going to try and recreate that magic anyway. But um, yeah, Nikki, do you want to just, I suppose, even do just a little intro on who, who you are first of all?
1: Oh wow, yes, we did have a great conversation last time, and I'm sure great conversation again. So I call myself a yoga educator, and what that means is I have a studio in Auckland called Urban Ashram, and so I teach classes out of there, workshops, run a teacher training program, and I have developed my own method called the Ralston Method, um, which has three distinct styles within it, and my aim really is to make the ancient art of yoga really relevant to help support our modern day lives and help to increase the physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being of all New Zealanders.
0: Cool, cool. Sound practice at that. Very concise.
1: Well, you've got to get clear on what you do in the world, you know. I know for myself, I can be pulled in all directions and say yes to things and then kind of wonder why I'm off track or feeling exhausted. And it's because Mm. it wasn't really what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Mm. Mm. So, well, yeah, I suppose diving in with what we're supposed to be doing how how did you find yoga as your as your thing that really gives you energy and excites you
1: I don't know if I found yoga or yoga found me Mm. Um, (laughs) but I was really fortunate that at 19 I felt called to go along to my first yoga class and like most people, quite often, it's the more superficial reasons that you go along to class. It might be just simply for the stretch or you want a cute yoga bum. Whereas mine was literally, I read an article about a supermodel that did yoga. It was probably Christy Turlington. <laughs> and at that stage, I, um, I really wanted to be a supermodel. And so I was like, right, I need to go do the yoga. I had no idea what I was in for and I went to that first class and I was an athlete at the time I was a runner my dad was a running coach and so I enjoyed the physicality of it it was a class so it was physically challenging I was also studying to be a massage therapist at the time so I really liked the anatomy side of things I felt challenged within the class and then when I left I felt taller lighter and more like myself.
2: Mm. And
1: I didn't even realize that I hadn't been feeling like myself. But mm. I, I feel more like myself than I had in a really long time. And I knew within that there was something really good for me. And this little voice said, one day you're going to teach this. Mm. Like, oh, that, that, that's interesting. <laughs> but that really stuck with me. And that voice didn't, didn't let up. It didn't go away. It did take me another probably 10 years until I actually felt ready to embark on a yoga teacher training. And I was very sporadic with practice um, over those 10 years. But it just I just kept coming back to it and, until we never left each other ever again.
0: Yes. And now it is a very integrated part of your life. Yeah so I suppose I just to let everyone know how I know Nikki I go along to urban ashram a lot I do her classes and I did her teacher training uh, a couple of years ago and I now teach at urban ashram so Nikki has been a pretty big part of my yoga journey as well which is very very cool so I'm super lucky to have her and so you say you became more yourself with yoga how how do you think that yoga helped you in that way? It cleared out some of the
1: clutter in my mind and still does to this day. You know, your head can get really noisy. <laughs> there's the very loud voice of the ego that mm. wants to dominate most of the chatter up there. And, and the intellect is a pretty strong voice as well. And then mm. there's the voice of conditioning and your parents and expectations and all of these things. And for me yoga turns down the volume on all of that noise so i can really listen to the soft gentle whispers of my heart and my true self and it's it's such an ingrained practice for me now sometimes i forget how quiet it has become in my head until either I go through a really busy time or I haven't got on the mat and practiced as as much and I'm like, whoa, okay, I need to, what's missing here? Mm. <laughs> and just time to sit with myself for five minutes and, and sift through all that noise and congestion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so other than your yoga practice, what are other ways, if you have any other practices or strategies where you are able to, find your true self again and and bring that connection back because as you say there are so many things that draw our attention away from ourselves we're constantly distracting ourselves and so what except for yoga because we know that's a big one for you and for myself as well but what what else do you use daily?
1: I do many things to help my my whole well-being so I go to the gym I throw around some heavy things and I do Mm. some really vibrant and dynamic and I play hockey so they're kind of my um, more high intensity things to take care of my body in the ways that yoga doesn't because we also need balance in our tissues in our body mm. and then my practice of yoga doesn't always look like on the mat creating my body it can be laying in the bath and getting quiet with myself it can be five minutes laying down on, on my bed and just being with myself. Um, it can be out in nature a walk on the beach. It can be mindfully washing the dishes and all I'm doing is that act of what's right in front of me. So my mm. yoga practice, I get asked a lot, how much do you practice? And it's more a case of I notice when I'm not practicing yoga
2: mm.
1: because for me, yoga is – sitting in the in the seat as the observer so really observing every action and every thought and everything that's going on so um practicing yoga most of the day mm. <clears throat> totally
0: yeah 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 everyone thinks you have to it has to be asana it has to be on a mat and it has to there has to also be incense and candles and all of those other things but Really, just as you say, sitting, sitting down or even on your bed or even in the bath is...
1: In the car, when I've arrived yeah. early and, and reclining the seat a bit, closing my eyes, breathing and centering. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I reckon, I mean, even myself, I suppose I'm speaking for myself here, I do just find it very hard to just be, to slow down sometimes you know like you really really have to work at it to consciously be like it's okay that you have nothing to do for the next half an hour just relax so I suppose yeah it's really nice that you've got to a place where you've got full permission within yourself to just not have to plan every minute of every day and and find those moments of stillness and
1: yeah it's often the times that we say that we're too busy to practice or we're too busy to meditate is exactly the times that we desperately need to and the biggest thing is carve, carving it out you'll never find time you, ne- you know you'll never just stumble upon the time to do something after <laughs> consciously carve yeah. it out and mm. make that time and prioritize the time because mm. five minutes makes the world of difference to from being reactionary to things and feeling scattered and disconnected and unsatisfied to Mm. being present and and being able to enjoy each moment I Mm. mean how many times have you gone along to something and and you've left again and you realize you weren't even really fully there so why did you bother going Mm. yeah so yeah it it enriches my
0: life greatly Mm. that's great and um, and so we're all about connection in Honeypot. So we've sort of talked about connection to our true self. When it comes to connecting with others, what are strategies that you use to find really sort of true, authentic connection with others rather than that sort of surface level that's fairly easy to get to with other people? But how how do you get a little bit deeper with people?
1: We've been challenged this year in more ways Uh, than one right yes absolutely Um, I actually I just had my birthday yesterday and it was such a novelty to go out for dinner and I have quite an eclectic bunch of friends so they didn't all necessarily know each other yeah and I realized I was like we haven't gone out to things and and like chatted with people that we don't know that aren't in our close circle for really quite a long time because Mm. we've seen brief periods in between lockdown and you've caught up with the people in your life and family and stuff but I for one haven't spent time with people that I don't know so well Mm. I love meeting new people Mm. I love people I think I get that from my dad and I'm genuinely interested in people and their story and what excites them so I think if you're if you're genuinely interested in others, the connection drops in that deeper level with not too much effort.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: I'm very fortunate that with the studios, it really fosters that connection with a really warm and wonderful community at the studio. And that's what I've noticed in the patches that the studio has been locked down this year. My heart really craves that interaction mm. on the daily with people, and because what we do through the practice, we already talk beyond that surface level, those spontaneous conversations after class that are are real
2: mm.
0: and i I've missed that a lot this year.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: totally gosh, it's just been so interrupted. But speaking of this year, what are what are some of the lessons that you've learned from either of the lockdowns or any of the journeys that you've been through this year?
1: I feel for all of us this year has shown us the things that were a little bit broken already or the mm. things that weren't necessarily working in our lives as optimally as they could anyway. I think it's just really rattled everything up and brought those things to the surface. So this year... Although it's been challenging in all of the ways, I feel like I've grown personally more this year than I had in quite a while. And I think that's just happened with the time to really be with myself, less distraction, less moving and traveling around. I've I'm learning. <laughs> I was gonna say I've learned, but that, that lesson is nowhere near complete. I'm learning to love myself on a on a deeper level.
2: Mm. I'm
1: learning to not try to fill that space or that void within with anything else external other than my own love. Mm. And make choices from from that place. And I've made a couple of hard decisions this year. I closed down one of my studios. And although from the outside, that's like, oh, I'm really sorry of, about that. For me personally, it's a huge, a huge step because I'm re- I've been really good at putting other people's needs before my own, even my own purpose in this lifetime before my own personal needs. Mm. And so to make a decision like that, that actually puts my personal needs and, and well-being before my purpose is a really powerful step for me.
2: Mm, so, that's
1: incredible. Even though it is hard and it's real, it's been really hard to see people sad because that studio is not going to exist in its physical form anymore, um, it's also a really powerful and positive step for myself. And I think only good things can come from that. I mm. already have more energy and more hours in the day to... Yeah do the other things that I do or not do with with more energy
0: yeah yeah oh cool yeah so with all of that space that that's created what what do you want to create over the next little while
1: yeah so I'm building more online products and so more trainings online more workshops online We're just doing the beginners course at the moment a four-week online course So definitely building that side of things more, which I, not that I hadn't thought of it before, it had always been a thought, but now it's just a way to reach more people. I was traveling to Australia every year to teach them. That's not going to be happening anytime soon. So it's given me a nice nudge forward in those ways. So I to build upon that. And outside of that, It's difficult to make future plans at this point. Yeah. So I'm consolidating all of the things that I've been working on the last few years. The teacher training this year was just absolutely amazing. Mm. I feel like I'm really kind of cracking that formula and refining that more and more each year that goes by. So I look forward to refining it even more in this next year. Cool. So, yeah, I just want to tidy up all the things that I already have going on and and also enjoy some
0: painting and my other passions. Mm. Yeah, cool. And from a practical aspect, what what needs to change for yoga to be really accessible for people online? Like how, how does it change when you're teaching a class online rather than in life, in real life? I feel a little bit weird being in a room chatting to myself.
2: <laughs>
1: it's been such a surprise, actually. The live streams are great because I can, i we don't have the screens up, like I can't see the people at home like this, but I can see their names. So there's a lot of people that I, that I know. Mm. So when I'm teaching, I'm thinking of those people. I know their bodies. You know, it, it feels a bit more two-way. I'm But when I'm recording, like, the beginner series in the studio and there's just me and a camera, it's so hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, so I have to imagine that I'm teaching a specific person. Yeah. Energetically, it's a little draining because it's very one way. And it makes me appreciate the magic of a group practice mm. more than ever before, you know? There's just a group class like in in the physical space just creates this amazing energy it's kind of like a a river and it has its own current and you just get along in that and Mm. there's there's an exchange that goes on from practicing Mm. again and uh, together and it makes me really see the beauty and power of a group practice
0: yeah yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree because, I mean, practicing at home online has been better than no practice at all, of course. But, yeah, being in studio with a group of people, whether you're practicing or teaching, is, is magical. There's just nothing like it. So, I mean, that obviously leads me to think that there'll always be a place for physical classes <laughs> no matter where we go with the future of online courses and things, um, which is cool. I think, for for us who love to participate and to teach, of course. So, yeah. My other interest, I suppose, when I am chatting to people is around relationships, long-term relationships. And I did ask you this exact same question last time. And you can ask the same. You can ask them differently. Totally okay. go with your gap. I remember. <laughs> okay, good. That's fine. And so, yeah, I, it really interests me in terms of, you know, humans and the way that we're the way that we're designed in terms of what we were talking about before ego and all this chatter and all this stuff that's going on and trying to kind of make that work with one other human being and over a long period of time you know and so I would love to learn a little bit about a relationship in your life that has challenged you in some way or yeah pushed you to even be a better person or be a, be more again more of your true self
1: don't have a long-term romantic relationship, but I do have a almost fifteen-year relationship with my daughter, and that's mm. the most transformational and life-changing relationship I could ever consider. Yeah, having, and the relationship that makes me grow the most. I mean, she's fourteen; she'll be fifteen in, in January, and I feel so blessed I'm a single mom I've raised her on my own right from the very beginning so we have a very close relationship Mm. I guess I was worried about the teenage years a little bit that we would drift and we definitely had 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 times where there's been more separation as she goes out into the world and finds her identity but then we've also we come back together as as a team and as a unit and I feel so so grateful for our relationship she really is like my best friend we have to shift between you know mum and best friend hat but we we have a really unique relationship yeah i'm teaching her how to be a woman in the world Mm. and she's smart and she's intelligent and she has her own point of view which i which i love i don't want her to grow up um with some conditioning of what she thinks she should do in the world i want her to find her own way
2: mm. cool
0: that's lovely yeah it's a changing relationship and so i can imagine it probably be quite hard to even disentangle the particular things you've learned from that relationship just with your journey over the last 15 years um, but do you feel like there's anything in particular that your daughter has allowed you to discover about yourself or learn in some way?
1: that I'm capable of so much more than I think I am? Mm. I made a conscious decision when I found out I was pregnant with her. Her dad was not in a very good space personally, so I knew I knew that I would be pretty much raising her on my own. So when I made that decision that I was going to have her and bring her into the world, I also knew that I had, I I was making the decision to be okay with doing that by myself. Mm. There's certainly times where I was scared, you know, I guess my limiting belief is that I'm not enough. Mm. And, you know, did I have enough? To, to, to give her did I have enough to support her financially and all those fears and out of all of those fears have, have provided my drive to get on and do stuff some people look at what I do and they're like how do you do it and I'm like I also don't have the option right like nobody else is going to do
0: it for me <laughs> yeah kind of forced to out of necessity but
1: yeah nobody else is going to give her the kind of life um, and support that I want her to have in the world like I have to show up and and do it myself so I guess out of that that place of fear and insecurity and and vulnerability has also birthed my greatest strength and and resilience mm.
0: Mm. incredible and suppose I suppose the next question would just be any little tips around if you know with everything going on this year with plans out of the out of the loop and you can't make plans going forward what would be where would if somebody you know was just starting you know what would be their first step to just figuring out how to just find center again and find their true self and connect back in to designate um, an amount of
1: time each and every day to just sit with yourself it doesn't have to be a perfect seat (laughs) Mm. it can be a laying down seat too but just sit with yourself it doesn't have to be quiet like if you have children animals, whatever running around it doesn't have to be perfectly quiet but if quiet helps like get noise cancelling earmuffs yeah and just do that for five minutes and I hear so many people tell me, like, I'm not good at meditation. Yeah. they I preempt their answer. I'm like, oh, why, why do you not think you're good at it? And it's like, oh, because I can't, I can't stop thinking. And that's not the goal nor the point of meditation.
2: Mm.
1: It's like, just like you wouldn't want your heart to stop beating for five minutes. Yeah. You know, your brain's function is to to think. And so it's to sit with yourself and actually observe those those thoughts. And and sometimes you can see, like, that's ridiculous or, oh, that's a story I've created that wasn't based on actually something that happened or, mm. oh, that's like, whoa, I'm really worrying about that thing or, oh, mm. that's in the past. I can't change that. So you get to just observe all the stuff that's going on mm. and, let things settle, and then choose where you're going to focus your attention. Yeah. It's like, this is my my good analogy. Let's hear it. You and me know it's kind of like Christmas time. If you just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, and you don't give yourself time to digest, right? You feel pretty shitty. <laughs> pretty backed up and congested. Yeah. You know that you need to, like, after that big Christmas lunch, you need to lay down, rest, and, and digest. But we, yet we don't put the same emphasis on digesting our thoughts. Mm. Think about how much throughout the day, how much input and information is going in, and then we wonder why we feel so overloaded because mm. we haven't had that, that digestion period. Mm. to just let things process through. And so that's what meditation is. It's, it's
0: that time
1: to just digest and then not feel so mentally constipated.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mental constipation. Mental constipation. You've got to get that shit out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's fabulous. Cool. Thank you so much for chatting today, Nikki. It was really, really incredible to spend this time with you if there's any other last thoughts you want to leave any of the listeners with feel free to to mention any last things now yeah
1: at the moment due to the situation
0: this year and we're
1: all dealing with such new circumstances in regards to the restrictions that have been placed on yoga studios we've kind of been lumped in the whole category with gyms even though we're quite separate and And different we can really effectively look after our community's mental emotional and physical health quite safely if you bring your own mat you don't use any props you're socially distanced there's Mm. say if there wasn't any hot yoga you know there's a, a there's a low risk of transmission so what myself and a couple of other yoga studio owners have banded together to try and get us classed separately and have potentially different protocols and restrictions around yoga studios and the different levels. Um, so that's something that we're working on now. We put out a survey to all of our communities to get their feedback as well, because mm. I feel like the the messaging at the moment is it's really fear-driven and... And that's impacting people's health. And I want to start a new conversation of we can really use this time to to help transform people's health. Mm. We're in a better physical, mental, and emotional state. If we if we did get sick, then we're more resilient to to fight any viruses that. Mm.
2: We
1: so I feel like it. we need to start really driving that that health. Conversation because this is an amazing time to really take our health and well being into our own hands, and then that's only going to have a positive impact on the healthcare system in the long run, anyway. So that's what I'm really passionate about, and so yeah, for the next little while, that's going to be a focus of how we can help improve the health and well being of all Kiwis and make things accessible.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything that people can do right now for to help you out with that? Yeah,
1: be a voice. Like there'll be a link in my Instagram for filling out the survey and we're going to launch like a, a collective group and a, a voice for yoga in New Zealand. So yeah, adding to that, we'll, we'll keep asking people to to contribute things and how yoga has helped them. I know, especially over these lockdown periods, a lot of people—the yoga practice in this online environment—was the only thing that kind of kept some form and structure in their day. And totally. Um, so we'd love to hear um, positive stories of how your yoga practice has has helped you, and any ways that we can also any any research studies that people have access to, and. Um, any suggestions of ways that we can reach into wider communities, especially communities that might not necessarily have that much access mm. to the practice of yoga.
2: Mm.
0: Okay. Well, so your Instagram is at the Ralston Method. Yeah. And that survey link will be in your profile. So, yeah, if you are a yoga practicer or if you're not, that would be amazing if you could could put your voice to that survey. Cool. Laura. Yeah. Thanks again, Nikki. And um, yeah, um, people can find you on Instagram if they want to know more. But otherwise, maybe we'll get you back on for season two. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> round two, or round three, even, that would be technically- going. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I would absolutely love to hear what you think of these conversations. So please leave a review when you get a moment. Next week, I have a juicy conversation with Laura Allen. I am really pumped to get this conversation out to you. Have a lovely rest of your day, team, and talk to you very soon.